The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. One of the uh, great eras will be coming to an end shortly in Chicago sports history. The Patrick Kane era. I mean, it. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, how could it not be? I, I would think uh, the the Blackhawks aren't doing their job if it's not. Well, ultimately, he has final say, right? He's got a no-move clause in his contract. That is true. We'll talk to Pat Boyle here in a couple of minutes. But really, truly, I mean, Listen, wh- whoever they- would have thought, I know he was the top pick, but who would have ever thought that he would be this? Maybe the greatest American-born hockey player ever. Um, maybe the greatest Blackhawk ever. Um, I know, I, I'm pretty sure he is. Well, I mean, he's, uh, to your first point, I mean, we had this conversation with Carm the other day. Like, he will end up the best American, American player, player yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah for sure. said that, too. And, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, Makita, Hall, uh, and Kane. I think, yeah. I think it, with the championships and with the big moments and how hard it is to win a cup these days and... And with the rules the way they are, uh, you know, uh, we'll talk to PB about that here shortly. I want to take some calls at 312-332-3776. Some football conversation, too, coming up here in a little bit. Some Bears free agency. We had a very interesting conversation about Justin Fields yesterday that I want to get to. Jimmy on the north side wanted to weigh in with some football talk. Jimmy, what's on your mind? Jimmy. How's it going, fellas? Everything's good. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy. Best to your family. Listen, real quick, uh, my son is turning five today, and he wanted to make sure I called the sports guy. So, What's his uh, name? Walker. Walker, happy fifth birthday, buddy. Thank you for that, uh, you Tom. Know and, um, that's Braxton's middle My, my middle Italian name. mother-in-law is with us, too. So. Oh, is she? You don't make her stay at the local hotel, do you, Jimmy? I, I told you just now she was Italian. <laughs> exactly. Good point. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Um, no, the, but yeah, so the, anyway, I've, I've been, uh, seeing some talk, you know, on, um, with a couple like respected analysts, uh, predicting that the Texans are looking to trade up to one and it, it makes a ton of sense for the bears to establish this trade early so they can get two and 12. Now, some of the packages that are being thrown out there by like legitimate sources like John McClain, down in Houston, a pro football network is one twelve, a first round for next year, and then another pick for this year. That would clear up the Bears' uh, like free agency needs because you know you can get impact players early on. You also have more flexibility going into the draft. Create more of a known scenario set for them to uh, operate. And I mean, like literally the next forty five days, as I've been saying, or it's just going to be, you know, uh, in, just uh, franchise changing. So it, I think, you know, the more you can get done early in, in a smart way, uh, particularly if that's offered to you, the better. If if um, if the Bears get for, for Houston to go from two to one, like you said, 
one, yes. 12. What else did you say? What do you mean one? You mean two. Two, 12. One, yeah, two, two 12. 12 of first round next year. And another later pick. I, like, like, I, I, w- I may do the bug dance in a hotel. Like, it would be I, the greatest day. Like, I can't imagine that. The Houston like, first round pick next year, the, I mean, your the, thought would be it would be high again. Yeah. Like, t- you're well, talking not, about two, besides but, trading down one spot, and then they would probably be able to trade well, down that, again. That, that Sylvie, would be, Sylvie, then, then Sylvie, but Sylvie, in the past, Teams that trade up for number one, you know, you can do these like grids and points equivalents. They tend to pay anywhere from 150% of that value to 200% of that value. So you have to take that into account when it comes to getting up to number one, especially when you know on the back end a divisional rival is going to right. load the Colts the boat. could jump them, right. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. Look, at that point. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. At that point, you would be interested in – Dealing again, like if you're the second pick now, okay, who what Colts? You want to jump up here, Carolina, whoever? Yeah, like that would be ideal. If you could get two and twelve and next year's pick, I don't believe. I I can't imagine that would be. Yeah, that that is an aggressive package. By the way, that would be a fleece, like you've been saying, Waddle. That's what I want. I know. I know Pro Football Focus put together a trade package the other day. They thought what would be equitable would be for the Texans to give up the number two this year, their second round pick this year, which is 33rd overall, and uh, the 104th overall. And that would that would equate and to nothing next year. Nothing next okay. year. But that would still, still give still the Bears the sec- that would still give the Bears the second overall pick, a second rounder which they gave up, yeah. you know, similar to what they gave up, and then they could then trade that again if they wanted yeah. to. Texans sure. have eleven picks currently in the uh, upcoming draft. Eleven. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a lot. It's still not bad to go down one spot and then where you could trade down again. Just want to take everybody's lunch money. Yeah, all you I look, want to look at all these. Your, yeah, I'll take your lunch money and then I'll spin that. Sure, I'll take the Colts' the, lunch money and you know what? If they if you do roll call, come on, you, you roll call, up? roll call. What do you? What does everyone got? Yeah, it's like you're doing a trade for for yeah. It's not like you're stealing lunch money. It's like you're doing a trade for what you, you got are, in your lunch bag. Are. You know, I walk away. I got everyone's lunch money, a pack of smokes, and some gum. I've got a Hostess cupcake. What do you want to give it? What do you want to give me out of your lunch for the Hostess I some, cupcake? I got some tater tots and some mashed potatoes. Well, no, that pass. Who? What, what do you got uh, over Dunkaroos. here? Dunkaroos. I got some Dunkaroos and tater tots. Okay, that's not bad. What do you got over here? How about uh, the Twinkie and a couple of fruit roll-ups? Not bad. Now I'll throw in a pack of uh, candy cigarettes. Well, now we're talking. The ones that fake blow smoke but yeah. the powder sugar. Yes. Now we're in. And a six-pack of uh, Bush Light. <laughs> Let's talk to good time Patty Boyle. Speaking of a six-pack of Bush Light. What do you mean by that? I'm going to eat into my hockey talk with yeah. this nonsense that you guys are talking about there right now. There is no oh. nonsense on this show because this is the hockey show. <laughs> show is built on nonsense, my friend. Thank you. You know what? I take that as a compliment. Thank I you. know. It's why you've been together so long. Yes. Uh, Pep Oil joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. I was just doing some math, too, to see how far out the uh, the Hawks were, the uh, last uh, the wild card spot. It's not good, PB. <laughs> it's not good. This just in.
in. You just figured that one out there, Tommy. Yeah. When he starts paying yeah. attention. It's not good, bro. It yeah, is we're, not we're good. actually worried about where they, they're finishing as far as being last or not. Right now they're third from the from last. So we're, we're more concerned about getting that the best odds to uh, get the number one overall pick in Connor Bedard. Yeah. Sounds like our basketball talk in town as well. It does. Yeah. I mean, that's a, we're, we're just trying to follow the Bears' lead. Yes. Uh, everybody gets the number one pick, and uh, all of a sudden these franchises can hopefully be turned around. That would be great if every, everyone every hosted team in town a number had, one pick yes. party. <laughs> And there's generational players that are available. You yes. know, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, uh, PB. What are we What are we talking about here with uh, with Kane? It's not a matter of if; it's when. Correct on Kane. Yes, that's it's my belief. You know, he hasn't come out and officially said that he's he's uh, going to waive his no movement clause and is going to head to another team. But I I think the writing is on the wall. The trade deadline is a week away. I expect Patrick Kane to be traded. I expect him to go to the New York Rangers. It's clear to me that it's his number one choice. We found that out a couple of weeks ago when the Rangers kind of jump-started the, the trade market and acquired Vlad Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues. And that looked like it was going to be the money and the position that Patrick was going to take, and he was taken aback. I mean, he came right out and said, yeah, I wasn't happy to hear about that trade. And he was really uh, frank about where his thoughts were as far as if, if there is an opportunity to leave, that is a place I'd like to go. He wants to get back with Artemi Panarin. It's the best two years he had. He won the MVP the first year he played with Artemi Panarin. He loves the big stage. I think he's been, uh, you know, the last few weeks, I think he was upset that a lot of people were talking about his, his nagging hip injury that he's been dealing with for the past two to three years. And he's been on the, the scorched earth to wherever since with seven goals and three assists over the last four games. So uh, there's plenty left in Showtime's tank. I think it'll end up being in, on Broadway, and I think he'll be a New York Ranger by uh, this week or next week at this time. PB, isn't that kind of part of the, the DNA of a true superstar is that when he wants to go show you that there is stuff left in the tank, he's able to dip down and do that? Totally agree. You know, and we, we see it with all the greats, How you know, whether it's Jordan or LeBron or Tiger, where they try to find um, somebody to uh, be the catalyst to, uh, you know, have them take their game to the next level. And I kind of think that's what we saw this past week with, with Patrick Kane. If people were doubting him. There were several reports that, you know, he was damaged goods and, you know, the, the production's not there and people weren't taking into account that he's on a bad team with not a lot of talent around him. And he just went and proved everybody wrong against three great teams, Toronto, Vegas, and Dallas, all playoff caliber teams. And he's carried his team now to four straight victories. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a motivational factor that uh, the greats tend to look for. And I think it's what Patrick Kane has has done over the last couple of weeks. So what 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 can they get? I mean, are 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 they going to get something that's going to make a, a, an impact at this stage, or because of the Tarasenko deal, can they not? No. They, well, the Rangers still have a number one overall, a, a, a first round pick. 
They also have a second-round pick. So you could pry away a pick from them. The only thing is this. If the Rangers know that they're the only team that Patrick uh, wants to go to and is their top choice, you know, I, they're, they're, they're negotiating from a, a position of strength as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. If you get a top prospect, if you can get that first-round pick from the Rangers. The biggest challenge the Rangers have is that right now they don't have the cap space for Patrick. So what they need to do is they need to move a player, uh, they need to put a player on waivers, and they need to and, – and it, this is the way it might be. They might have to play a game or two this week with only 11 forwards dressed instead of the usual 12. And then they would be able to fit Patrick under the cap next week, uh, late in the week. It's something. It's, it's, yeah, it's hockey. It's, it is. <laughs> uh, do the Hawks, is there any chance the Hawks can eat some of that salary to make it work or no? Yeah, they can, they can eat 50%, and then you can get a third team involved which that, that'll have to take place, and they'll take another 25%. So then right. the Rangers are only on the, on the hook for, for 25% of what his salary is at that point. It's, it'll that'd be around $2.6 million. So there's an avenue and a way for the Rangers to get there. It's going to take some creativity on their, their part. They're going to have to move a player. They're going to have to waive a player, and there's a chance they may have to go into games undermanned and you know if an injury happens or you know COVID illness or what have you uh, they could be in a tough spot pb this is like generational stuff here i mean the end of an era this is this is walter payton playing for the bears i mean um i was asking waddle i i think we've established that patrick kane is the greatest american-born player is it, it if you walk inside the United Center and ask people who work for the Blackhawks, is Patrick Kane now um, looked at as the greatest Blackhawk ever? I think he's in the conversation. I, you know, I don't know how people compare Patrick's play to what we saw with Stan Mikita or Bobby Hall. I mean, most of us didn't see those guys play. If you're talking modern era. If you talk to anybody who was born in the last, you know, 30 years, I, w- I would say they would think that Patrick Kane is the greatest Blackhawk ever. And it's rare that we see a player play his entire career in, in one city. And, and if anybody was on that trajectory, we thought it was, was Kane. But here he is in year 16, and they're full-blown into this rebuild, he has earned the opportunity to make that decision of whether he wants to ride this thing out or if he wants to go pursue a Stanley Cup somewhere else. And I think the competitor in Patrick and the fact that, you know, he no longer has Alex to brink it and he's not putting up the points that he used to, um, I think that bothers him. And I, I think there, that's the reason why he's willing to. You know, he's got a two-and-a-half-year-old son and Amanda and go pursue a, a championship somewhere else for a few months. And then at the end of the road, he'll make that decision of where he wants to re-sign when he's an unrestricted free agent. And look, if the, if the Hawks win the lottery and they indeed are in line to get Connor Bedard, or even if they're going to pick second and take Adam Fantilli, who's a star at Michigan – 
I think there's a chance that Patrick Kane, if the Hawks wanted him, would re-sign and stay here because I know Patrick would like to play with a player like Connor Bedard. So I do think the road comes back to Chicago. I don't know if it'll be this offseason or he'll sign a two-year deal somewhere and he'll come back when the rebuild is no longer the rebuild and they're ready to win in two or three years. But I think, just my gut feeling, I think Patrick will finish his career as Blackhawk. Interesting, because that's where I was going to go. I was going to ask you, with all that has changed and all that has happened most recently, is he still on good terms with the Hawks? Oh, he's on great terms with the Hawks. And that's, you know, people are wondering, you know, why he hasn't been moved already. The, The... Blackhawks decided long ago that they were not going to be the reason or the catalyst for Patrick being moved. They don't, they don't want that headline. Wirtz is asked Kane to waive no movement clause to be traded to Dallas. That, that, that they did, did not want any part of that. So the ball has always been in, in Patrick's court so to speak and he's got the no movement clause and they're still waiting for him to really lay down the edict that this is the team I want to go to and you know go get it done so uh, he's on he's on good terms with them he's he's gone on the record saying I'd like to you know help them get a good return and uh, do them a solid so I, I you know it's just my gut feeling that I think you know Patrick leaves I think the most logical landing spot is the New York Rangers. I think you could also, if that for some reason can't come together, I think you could make a case that maybe he would consider Dallas as as a possible spot. But eventually, after he makes the decision to uh, be traded here, he'll play the season out, and if the Blackhawks are in line for the, the first or second overall pick, I think there's a chance he could resign here, but all likelihood he, he'll end up going somewhere else. But I have a feeling he'll he'll end his career here. Do you think that Taves could have possibly played his last game? I do, I do. You know, he's dealing with the long COVID and the in the chronic inflammatory response syndrome. That was the same thing that kept him out a couple years ago for the entire season. Uh, there seems to be a lot of uncertainty about you know what's causing the fatigue and, and how he can get through it. The, the hope is that Jonathan Taves will come back at some point this year and play X number of games for the Blackhawks. But just like Kane, his contract is up at the end of the season. And if there's all this uncertainty uh, about his health, there's a good chance at age he'll be 35 coming up uh, in, in the next few months. There's a chance that we probably have seen Jonathan Taves play, you know, his his entire career here in Chicago and that he wouldn't resign somewhere else and that he he might consider retirement because of his health. Can I ask Patty a, a bigger picture NHL or do you have anything else you want to no, get to over ahead. there Mr. Hockey? I just wanted to ask you uh PB, uh how big a story is this Bruins season? Oh, they're an absolute wagon, Tommy. They've been uh, start to finish. They've been the beast uh, in the East. I'm putting up record numbers. I mean, they've only lost a handful of games at home. Uh, They have been, uh, and, and here's the thing, they're number one in a conference that is absolutely loaded. The, the, uh, the, Eastern Conference is, is going to be a bloodbath when the Stanley Cup playoffs. The eight teams that get in there, 
the first round, there's going to be four teams that if they were in the West, there's a good chance that they could go to the Stanley Cup Finals. The West is wide open. And that's, that's something I also wonder how that plays in Patrick's mind. While I think New York is a great fit for him and reuniting him with Panarin and all that, I also look at, you know, they have a first-round matchup against the New Jersey Devils, and, and it's going to be a really di- – it's going to be difficult to get out of the East. His path to another cup, if that is his biggest goal – uh, it would probably be easier to pick a team in the West. Don't look at me like that, Sylvie. Our listeners demand this type of stuff, so you don't look <laughs> at me like that. Somewhere, yeah, guess, yeah, somewhere, turn Mike, your mic Tom, back somewhere Mike Thomas is happy. Amen, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. Oh, <laughs> Woo! IPB tomorrow, 1 o'clock, correct? Yes, Barstool Chief, who, by the way, is not taking these Patrick Kane rumors to be uh, traded very well. He is in... He, he he still wants them to build around 88. So. <laughs> he called it, us like three years ago mad at us when we were suggesting this. And he's yeah, still holding and so like it's, it's an hour-long therapy session. He just lays down, and I just say, I go, look, none of us want him to leave. But if Patrick wants to go, we gotta we, we gotta move on. The fa- my favorite thing with Chief was well, one of the days around the holidays. I, why do I forget if you were here or not? I think I was working with Carmen one day and. Chief had his crossbow in the uh, studio. Were you here that day? I was not. No, I did hear about it, though. <laughs> he had his crossbow. He was going on a hunt. <laughs> yeah. Going on a hunt on State Street. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hi, PB. Great stuff. Thank, Thank you, PB. All right, boys. Have a good weekend. There you go. That's so. Pat Boyle. Good time, Patty Boyle. Pre-game, uh, post-game intermissions on uh, NBC Sports Chicago, the hockey show, hockey right show. here on uh, ESPN 1000 on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Um, all right, we had a conversation yesterday, and, and people got heated even though they weren't really disagreeing with Late us. Late at the end of the show? Yeah. Yeah. So let's have this conversation now. You know, everyone's talking about bears in their cap room. Bears! Bears. Super Bowl! And their draft picks. We know all this. Go go away! What are your true expectations for Justin Fields next year? What are those? Well, I, I know they're contingent on things. They're contingent on what polls does. But what what are your legitimate expectations for Justin Fields? Bears. 312-332-3776. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Did it really get heated at the end of the show yesterday? With who? With with callers. What do you mean? Was that full outrage? A little fake From outrage? Me? No, no, no. From callers. Oh, I don't know. Remember when well, you were here? No, I know. I'm saying like it was. I don't know. It seemed to spur some conversation. My favorite part of this job is is when you say something. There's several parts. Sometimes you'll say something, and someone will then not around. I get it. They're doing something else, and then they catch another part. Then the, then they they catch a different part of the show and try to tell you that you said something that you didn't say. Well, you weren't listening earlier. Or then the other example of. 
saying something and then somebody with aggression in their voice reciting the exact same thing that you just said and then suggesting that you're wrong and and we see things differently when that person calls and just repeats everything that we just said. Yeah, like I brought up yesterday. So, like, with all the things that we're looking forward to with the Bears, so three weeks, free agency happens. There's all these trade rumors for the number one overall pick and what could the Bears cash in? Could they actually trade down a couple of different times and get a bunch of different picks? And, and, and how much can they turn around their roster? And like I said yesterday, I go, there are a couple of those buckets with the draft capital, with the free agent capital that I believe they can get better on. But I also believe that a big bucket that they could get better on is the self-improvement from Justin Fields. Amen, brother. Like, that's a, that's a big one. Like, Fields has already established that he's, he can be good. And that he, he has given you these moments... We know he can run the ball. We know he, he's got to get better throwing the ball. But he's given you these splash moments that lead you to believe that he can get better if he works on it. And there have been other quarterbacks like him who have had accuracy issues that with work that have proven that they can get better with the proper pro- protection, with the proper weapons, yes. and with proper work. Yes. Like Jalen Hurts is a great example. Josh Allen is a great example. There are other quarterbacks that you can say improved also. All that goes Look into at the kid the, in Jacksonville. Yeah. Did Lawrence have Lawrence accuracy? Was, yeah, Lawrence at, was not very good in his rookie season. And again, they... You know, you had Urban Meyer. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. You bring in Doug Peterson. They cleaned some things up. And I think that, that Trevor Lawrence was playing fantastic football at the end of the season. So, like, I brought that up. And then I said, like, look, what's fair? And, and, like, all week we've sort of talked about this. And this weaves in the Tim Anderson conversation and about, like, how tough of a town is this. And, and, and it ain't tough. And, like, that's, that w- that's my point. Like, anybody, then I, you played here. I grew up here. And I've always said, like anybody who says, you guys want to kill the athletes here. And I say, we're nothing, nothing compared to these other towns. For the two reasons that I just said, I think we're a pretty good representation of sort of the big picture of what Chicago media is. Yeah, You're a former athlete who was a beloved player who put in the work here. And then you have established a long media career and have loved all the teams not just our football team you have become a fan of all of our team of course and now you are a chicagoan yes you didn't grow up here but you are not. now a chicagoan you've spent 30 years of your life or more yes as a chicagoan i am a kid who grew up just infatuated with chicago sports and just love chicago sports even though for the most part i've not been given enough championships but still like, all it takes is a little blow in my ear. Yeah. A little flirt, um, like last year's Bulls team is a good example, to get me very excited. Oh, yeah. You know, I've, I've coined the phrase. Eugene's cu- got a little tighter in the first half of the NBA season. Right. Or the cubby chubby. Yes. I've got a cubby chubby even before spring training starts. And the Pocono numbers have them at 78 wins. 78 wins, and I'm excited for the Cubs season. Like, again... And then I term the phrase, all we want to do is hump. Yes. We're looking for things to hump. Yes. We're, we're sports horny. We're not looking to kill. We're looking to love. <laughs> You're looking to hump. We're looking to hump. We're not looking to bash. We're looking to love. Yes. 
So, so and, and if you make a mistake and for whatever reason you don't reach the expectation level that you have set, we'll give you a second chance. We're forgiving. Yes. As long as you sort of own it and be accountable. Yes, but we would love, even when you don't meet expectations, we're still willing to love as long as you put in the work and you give it a good try the following season. Right. So then that, so then I brought up Fields and I said, like, there's this bucket of Justin Fields that even though he didn't put up this big number, these big numbers, I really feel the sky could be the limit with the right work, with the right surrounding. And I compared it to Derrick Rose's rookie season, not his second year. Derrick Rose went from rookie of the year to an all-star from his first year to his second year. He was not on a very good team. Vinny Del Negro's team, um, and they were a 500 team. And he went from a rookie, a very good rookie, to then an all-star in his second year. I want Justin Fields to show me that next year he can be a really good to very good quarterback. That's a high standard comparison. It really is. But wouldn't that be what he would tell you too? Of course. Like this is what I'm setting out yes. to be. I, I think you're putting you the level five. high. I think you're putting I think you're setting the bar high. I'm setting the bar high. I'm not I'm not telling you that I think that he will or that he's gonna be top five or even top ten. I wanna see enough where he's going to show you next year that he can be really good. And he listen, if he doesn't, there's a really good chance they're going to move on. Yeah, and then, like, after Derrick Rose's second year, Derrick Rose in his third year became an MVP. And I'm not telling you he's going to be on this quick uh, path, but uh, that type of level of a player. I didn't see anything from Again, that's why I'm saying I think you've set the bar high. Not in a bad way, in a, in a meaningful way, because I didn't see anything in, in Justin's game that reminded me of Derek's Rookie of the Year campaign. Like, Derek, when you put the bar at Derek, that means your expectation level is very high. You're not giving them a pass. You're not giving Justin a pass. You're expecting him to take a significant jump next year if you're going to invoke the name of Derrick Rose and the arc of his career. But there are similar comparisons between the two, aren't they? The athleticism that they both bring. There were flaws in Derrick's game. Derrick wasn't a perfect player when he no, first came into the league. but you would say Derrick's first year was significantly more impressive than Justin's year this year. Because yeah, we're dismissing yeah. year one with... Yeah, yeah, right. Where we're yeah. throwing out... a judge. Yeah. But again, like, Justin, rushing-wise, like, was, what, the second? What Was he second overall in the amount of rushing yards for a quarterback in the history of the in game? the history of the game, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, like, he did some things that we haven't seen before on a football field, much like Derek from a point guard position... Um, Highlight wise, but you're pro- you're probably yeah, right I, as far as a, a player. Right, Derek was a better overall player. Derek didn't throw for twenty two hundred yards. Derek threw for more yards than that. Just to use the analogy, right? The lows, the the negatives weren't nearly as low for Derek as Justin. So I, listen, I'm saying to you, you're you're that you're holding him accountable next season. Yes, I am. That's what I'm saying to you is you set the bar high. So like with that, the Derrick Rose comparison. So all these things, other stuff we're talking about. Let's get to the core of it. What do you expect from Justin next year after all these things are done? Significant improvement. 
And, and like, listen, I don't but, know how you quantify that. You want me to give you numbers? Numbers don't always tell no, a story. No, they don't. I think you numbers at, are... What you do is, is you know it. Like I said yesterday, you know it when you see it. It's pornography. You look at him and you say, he's taking his layups. He's reading things and processing things quicker. The accuracy is better. There's more anticipation. He's functioning inside the offense, not just as a singular guy who can do one thing exceptionally well. He's functioning and efficient in both aspects of offense, which you have to do as a quarterback. You'll know it when you see it. Like, that's that's the best way to say it. I don't know that you'll define it by yard. I don't think next year you're going to see Justin run for 1,143 yards. You don't want him to. I don't think you do. No, I think that number is numbers wise goes down. And it has to. And, and passing and, yards goes and, up. And he has told you that he doesn't want to be known. He what the, the record? He'd like to break passing records. That's what he would rather be known for. Sacks and rushing yards go down. Passing yards go up. Yes. And the amount of time in the pocket goes down. As far as uh, timing of how long the ball takes to get out this is where i say like i am encouraged by the the prospects of improvement what was one of the issues that plagued him even early in this year if you think about it from a negative standpoint he escaped the pocket too quickly well no his ball how many times did he fumble balls carrying the ball low you know he got better in the second half that's my point is what happened they coached him up they said you got to bring the ball up you got to be careful if you're going to be a multi you know, dimensional quarterback, and you're going to tuck and run. You have to be aware that the swipes are coming, and you saw that there there was progress with ball security from him as the season went on. That's why I'm encouraged because when people call in and they say he doesn't do this and doesn't do that, I've seen tangible progress within a season where the fumble stuff that went away. Um, I was talking in the pre-show fist fight. We were wondering early in the year, could he string together quarters? Hey, could he string together? He has one good half, then one bad half. He had one end of the a game in a second half. Then he would have a bad first half of the next game. That then went away, where then he was stringing games together, five good games together. Those are steps. It's still not perfect, but that's growth we saw for a pro- young quarterback. You saw progress as well inside the system. With the help of the offense coordinator, with with play calling and different things, accentuating the things he does well, they helped him improve, and he deserves credit for it as well. The next step is making the the improvement on your own, not just with the help of your offensive coordinator, not with play design, not with putting you in the position. I mean, that's the job of the coordinator. But some of it, when you take the next step as a quarterback, is you just being good at your job. Where the coordinator may not call the greatest play and the offensive left tackle may not give you the best block, but because you're a difference-making quarterback, you notice to swing your, your body to the right, you notice to take one step up, and you know to let the ball go just on the other side of the middle linebacker because your, your, your wide receiver's coming across. Like, that's a quarterback play. That's not designed by your offense coordinator. That's not the result of your receiver running a great route. When you start to be the reason why plays are going to work in the passing game and you start to improve in the passing game, that's the progress that you're looking for. All right, so let's ring up the phone lines, 312-332-3776. If you want to talk bears and free agency, we did a poll question. I gave you four options of what you're most excited for. 
and the number one overwhelming thing was Bears free agency. And then where does Justin play into all this on the key on getting better? Where are you holding his expectation level? Where are your demands as a fan for him to get better? Along with the things improving around him, where are your demands for him, though, specifically? We got two great callers to to, to advance this conversation. Oh, yeah, good. And then we got what to watch for coming up. We're guest-free the rest of the way. So for your Friday drive home into your weekend, want to hear from you at 312-332-3776. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. That's right. What to Watch For brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Right now, let's give away some pizza. Car 10. You get free Connie's Frozen Pizza. Come get some pie. 312-332-3776 right now. For caller number ten, why don't what are you watching for? Uh, you know what I'm. I, listen, I'm all caught up on all of the 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 good Sunday shows. Like I'm I'm up to speed with everything. Mayor of Kingstown, uh, Your Honor's been fabulous. Yeah, 1923 has like been fabulous. I'm going to give you a little uh, a little sports room. Me too. Sunday. 2.30, tip-off at the UC. The Wiz comes to town. And you ask me, why is that important? Well, currently right now, as we sit, the Chicago Bulls are two and a half games out of the 10th seed. Guess who's sitting in the number 10 seed right now? The Wiz. You want to keep the Wiz right where they are. Do not let the Bulls climb up on the Wiz. We want to... We want to find a way into that fifth worst record. You are really, this is the most active I've ever heard you root against one of our teams. I'm not even rooting, I'm not. But this is for our teams. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Like, this could be a, a transformational draft for them if, in fact, the miracle could happen. You do not want to beat the Wiz. Make the miracle no, happen. I, no, I'm not talking about the Red Leviathan is gone. Like, so I'm just saying, keep an eye on the UC Sunday at 2.30 when the Wiz comes to yeah. town. Yeah. When I was gone last week on vacation, I guess Tyler said full swing. Oh, I've been saying is. it all week uh, this week on the show. And also, if you missed Crosstalk Unhinged, many people are saying Crosstalk Unhinged this weekend. This week's version on ESPN Chicago's app um, is probably the funniest version we've done. So check that out. But I mentioned it also on Crosstalk Unhinged. Full Swing on Netflix is one of the favorite, probably my favorite sports show I've watched in the last year, maybe two. It's awesome. It's really good. So uh, that's what I've been giving you. So I won't do that. I'll go sports as well. I'm, 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 I'm going to be watching Cubs and White Sox this weekend. Look at you. Look, it's it's baseball. Um, Both teams. I've got to. I want to watch the rules too. Tyler, would you say that both games came in at under three hours in spring training? First two games, you got two thirty-three and two thirty. So I want to see the rules. I want to see the both of these teams. Get a look at them. So I, I'm looking for sports as well. And by the way, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to watch some basketball in person. I'm going to see uh, the Salukis in UIC. Um, Doing it like a big dog. In the city. So I'll see that game in person. That's what I'm watching for. What are you guys watching for? 
For me, in theaters today, do I really need to sell the city of Chicago on a story about a bear that took place in 1985? I don't think I do. But in case that I do, let me let you hear from one of the actors in the film, Scott Sice on Cocaine Bear. Here's what you need to know before you see Cocaine Bear. Nothing. You don't need to read a comic book from 1978. The bear wasn't introduced at the end of the Eternals. If you've ever heard the words cocaine or bear before, you're completely up to speed. Don't come to this movie for a pop quiz, okay? As Nicole Kidman said, we come to Cocaine Bear for magic. And you're not going to see any articles after, like Cocaine Bear ending explained. You're just going to see ones that say, remember the ending of Cocaine Bear? We do too. It fucking ruled. This movie will be conservatively one billion times better than Citizen Kane conservatively i think that hits it that's all i need to say that's great there there are uh, shirts going around someone tweeted me of a picture of the bears logo it's probably copyright infringement and underneath (laughs) it it says it says cocaine bear on it somebody's probably gonna get a what do they call it season desist season desist letter Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, for my what to watch for this week, I'm going to go with Outer Banks is back on Netflix season three. What, what was that sharp turn you had there? You know what? Like, I, 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 what is it? Is it a reality show? No, 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 no. Outer it's Banks. A, it's a it's a teen drama. Um, and it's My about the, it's a, takes place in North Carolina. It's about Outer like, Banks. They, yes, and the Outer Banks. It's a vacation town. It's like the locals who are like the the have-nots, and then there's the vacationers who are the haves. And it's just this. It's like kind of a treasure hunty show too, to it as well. So that's back on Netflix. It is the number one trending show on Netflix currently. It is. I would hope that Full Swing was. It, it bumped full swing. Did it? Yeah. What Came do I got? Yesterday. My kids love it. My two youngest love it. Yeah. What is yeah. this uh, Murdaugh Murders on uh, uh, Netflix? Yeah, that, well, the, the 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 trial, his trial is going on right now. The real trial is going Has on. Has anyone now. recommended I've that? I've seen it. It's three episodes. The, this is the number two trending show on Netflix currently. I've seen it. It's good. It's good? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's another that. one of those that probably you could do it uh, an episode, episode and a half episode, or yeah. two episodes. I think it's three, but it's yeah, good. Yeah, it is three. You're right. All right, there you go. What to watch for. Brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Let's talk some uh, Bears football. And a show of hands. I want to see if we could find one right now. Let's see a if hand? We could, no, let's see if we could find a figuratively a hand, somebody with a, with a phone in that hand who could call in. Anyone excited about the stretch drive for the Bulls? 312-332-3776. Is there anyone out there? Who's excited about the Bulls' stretch drive? I'm not that figurative hand. It, it starts tonight. Anybody out there excited? 312-332-3776. Take your calls next.